0: You're listening to Voice Memos, the show about two longtime friends who have informative yet brief discussions about multitudinous topics. If you want to go deep into a topic, this is not the podcast for you. We keep it shallow. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jen and Myron.
1: Yeah.
2: Where do we even start?
1: so much happening. So just for our audience to know, last week, Jennifer was on vacation. She was on a birthday retreat. We can talk about that in a second. And so we pumped out a repeat episode because it just wasn't the same. Like if I did the the podcast without you. So I also forgot, but it just wouldn't be... (laughs)
2: I was like, this bitch, I know exactly what happened.
1: I looked up, but it was Friday. I was like, holy moly, I forgot to do the podcast.
2: <laughs> holy moly. Yes, yeah, I was in Costa Rica, baby.
1: Oh, how was the vacation in Costa Rica?
2: You know, Americans fucked it up. And this is, let me tell you why. Okay, let's talk about the country itself. It was really beautiful. The Beaches were nice. The people were nice. Um, just the experiences like we ziplined, we did a catamaran, I jet skied. Um, we enjoyed amazing dinner uh, for my birthday at this one restaurant down in Tamarindo. All of that was amazing. And going with five other women and five other women that hold a special place in my heart. So I had the advantage of being close to all of them. So a couple of them had met each other here and there, but to spend a week as you know, we watched The Real Housewives. To spend a week with women and not have one bit of drama was pretty epic, right? That Nothing.
1: Really, that's really nice.
2: Nothing. So I know that I have a good crew when you can go on vacation and have some differences. You know, maybe somebody doesn't want to do this or somebody doesn't want to do that. But we all agreed to everything with the exception of jet ski. They just laid on the beach. And one of my other friends joined me on the jet ski, which was really nice.
1: Hey, so- stuff. So I, I want to ask you a question and I want to hear these, this story too. So like speaking of housewives and uh, girls trips or women's trips, this kind of deal. One of the things that happened on the housewives all the time is that there's always arguments about the bedrooms. Oh, uh, So did you guys have any of that kind of stuff going on?
2: No, we, what we thought was anybody that helped do a lot of the preparation. So one of my girlfriend's, Megan who I love dearly she did all the coordinating of the events worked with the concierge I said you deserve your own room like if that's what you want you deserve it that's and amazing. and everybody else said whatever wherever we go like it doesn't matter like nobody cared
1: That's very nice. Okay so so there were there were six people total
2: six people total. We stayed in a house. The only regret we all had was that we didn't stay within Tamarindo. Like we could have probably stayed in an all-inclusive spot. Um, but the weather was like 90, 95 degrees. We had really good, you know, drivers taking us to, to different places and all of that was, it was just magic. And When I say that Americans screwed it up, because I'm sure Costa Rica 10 years ago was this like hidden gem that you could fly to from like, especially if you're in Miami, I think it's just a little over three hours, very similar to like, if we go to Cabo from Mm -hmm. Sacramento, it's like three hours. So I'm sure that it was a hidden gem for quite some time. And then Americans started going, people started talking about it. And we went to this beach club that um, had a pool and a little restaurant very nice right on the right on the ocean so you could either be at the pool or walk down to the ocean super fantastic um my girlfriend ordered a margarita she wanted a cadillac margarita it was 42 dollars
1: oh 42 like 42 us dollars
2: 42 us dollars
1: what in the world this is like ordering at five guys like what is (laughs) happening
2: (laughs) that's a whole meal and so We went there a couple times because it was the the house is sort of more secluded. So, this we were close to the JW Marriott. They, if we wanted to spend a day at their pool, it was like $200 a person just to hang out at the pool. Wow, yeah. So, we had like bills at the pool that were like $400 because between food, a quesadilla, which was really nice, they had vegan cheese, a vegan cheese quesadilla was $14.
1: What in the world?
2: (laughs) I blame Americans.
1: <laughs> you know what? You are absolutely right. That is- I mean, okay, okay, wait a minute. Okay, but I have to ask questions. So, for the margarita, because margaritas can be a lot of different sizes. Correct. So, what was the size of this 42 margarita? Was that's it a, a very good
2: question. Yeah, that's a very good question. It was not. The glass of margarita that you get at a party and they bring five straws, right? It was literally a water glass with the margarita in it. No, <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my god. I just I just thought this can't be happening. Like legitimately, this cannot be a 42. I don't even think when we went to the kitchen, five-star Michelin restaurant, or I went to French laundry. Five star Michelin restaurant, and I'm not, I'm not flaunting. What I'm comparing to is that when I was drinking, I would get a dirty martini, and maybe it was eighteen dollars. Right,
1: right. That that's like I, you know, I, I'm a non drinker, so I generally don't know the prices of drinks and things like that at bars or restaurants. Uh, but I have, you know, been like with you, my fiance, other people, as they order drinks, and then you know you sort of glance at the menu or the drink menu, and they're You know, even though I'm looking at coffee teas and sodas, when you look at the other side, the wines and drinks and they're, you know, 12, 15. Maybe I've seen somewhere like in Vegas, we had a a ritzy restaurant, maybe it was like $22 or something, but I couldn't imagine a $40 margarita.
2: Incredible. And you know, the funny thing about that is she didn't like feel or taste really any alcohol in it.
1: Oh no. So it was it basically basically was just your standard run-of-the-mill, you know, bar, throw your margarita. You could get a few because they're they're like $10, $12 or something like that. You just keep going.
2: Yep. Oh, (laughs) Oh, motherfucker. So it was really a beautiful trip. I um, you know, it's funny, a little side note. I don't know if my girlfriend's gonna listen to this, uh, but So, you know, us girls, we sit around the pool talking about like men that we see on Instagram or who our crushes are, or, you know, what our type is. And I was talking about a show on um, Amazon Prime. I'm not going to say the show because you'll know why I won't say the show when I tell you the story. So I said, there's a gentleman on the show that I find very attractive. So I show my girlfriend the picture and she likes about 10 of his photos in a row, right? Just like, like, like he slid into her motherfucking DM. Oh, are you kidding? I am not. And they have been talking since. What? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I just, yeah. So they have been talking. I said, listen, if they do a season two of this show, I definitely need to go to the premiere.
1: What in the world? Wait a minute. So so she slid into his... Well, she liked all his photos. Yep. And then he's sitting around going, huh, look who's locking up my phone. Let me go go look at her profile. Look at her photos. Yep. She got some photos up in there. All women get good-looking photos in their Instagram. Like, that's just... That's like a universal rule. Women have good-looking photos in their Instagrams. (laughs) And then, you know, did he just do... Let us see. What is that little... um, Why... No, WID. He said
2: it in, he said, Bonjour. (laughs) (laughs) What is the word? (laughs) So they have been talking ever since.
1: Oh. Mike. i said
2: it's that easy like you just see somebody like go like 10 of their photos and then if they look at your profile they'll slide into your dms i'm gonna have to use that that's going to be in my back pocket
1: men are the easiest creatures on the planet
2: easy
1: <laughs> yes it's it, it, like it's so funny because you, you know men me, me talking about the effort that men take to meet women and women she just liked 10 of his photos and it was a done deal
0: no
2: she just used her thumb And I was, she's like, yep, it's just a man, it's the magic that women have. And she's she's not wrong. So
0: um,
2: <laughs> that was that was pretty amazing. But it, you know, I just am very grateful to be able to take a trip like that and then talk about future trips with this, with, with these women, because it was you, I don't know if you can be in a situation and all our females out there that you can legitimately say that you've gone on a trip with a handful of women, six at a time. And didn't have one disagreement. I I found it really uh, just amazing, and the right. thought of being able to do that again with bigger trips to like Portugal or Turks and Caicos or maybe Belize or you know Bali, we, we have now the ability to talk and go with women to share the same experiences. It was it was pretty wonderful.
1: You know what? You know what? That not only is that pretty cool, but it's really interesting to think about. You know, there's been times in history, and in different countries, even right now, but times in history where groups of women could not travel alone, right? right. And in some places, in some societies, it was it was it was outlawed, like you just could not do it. And it's interesting to think that you know you can reach a space where you know you have um, the resources. So yes. how, however, you and your group of women have come across the the resources that you can go out and do something and. And have, and have that that's place where where there's no pressure. Like you're just none. Friend friends and your women. And you don't have like like the 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 man pressure. And that doesn't even right. have to mean that all the women prefer men. They can prefer women. But it's just something about women having their own space, and men just aren't in the picture until you need them to bring you a forty two dollar margarita.
2: <laughs> Motherfuckers. And you know what's crazy about that. I'll I'll spend just this just in one more minute ref, as I reflect and listen to you talk and and your insight is that they each of us everybody shared in this like mutual understanding to build each other up on this trip like you know women can be insecure in their swimsuits or they don't like how they look in their certain clothes but everybody just was there at the right moment without even having to be asked which was really special you know
1: what's and, cool that sir? um that just this is this is today is thursday we're, we're recording yeah. and i think it was monday or tuesday i was looking at a video on tiktok i was going through all the videos of women dancing, mostly women some men but mostly women dancing to that beyonce country song yes right daughters, little dances people are doing everything and going to the comments and all of them are really good in their own ways right and and women across the racial spectrum and age right and so i was going to the comments and here's a observation that i, I that i made i'm sure it's not it's not anything like revolutionary but it's just an observation i made that no matter how the woman looks or dresses that within the first Five comments and certainly the first 10. There is usually one or two women who will say, I love your video, but where'd you get those jeans? Yep. Or I love your video. Tell us, tell us what where your what your lipstick is. Yeah. It's always something. And I just go, you know what? There's never a guy video, a guy world like that.
2: No. <laughs> no. They're like that. Your message is really important, but can you drop your skincare routine?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Right, it is. It is remarkable, and so I don't know why I focused on it the other day. And then now, every time I look at some woman post a video, just it could be usually long as it's not like crime or something. It's just they happen to post, and you go look at the comments. There's always another woman in there, like you just said about your trip. They're giving them compliments,
2: just uh, just feeding, like letting them see what I see, and and the final comment on this trip is that okay we know my birthday was february 27th happy birthday to me um that i was the oldest woman there so 53 so the youngest person was 30 so to think about a group of women 30 in their 30s one person in their 40s and then two of us in our 50s like the dynamic and the the experience and wisdom in that group and the lack of wisdom right because 30 years old you have sure. wisdom, but it's not 20 years, what you know, Margaret and I have. And to have the have the support of those women understanding the value of who I, you know, the value of what they see in another woman. And most importantly, is to be in a group that that sees value in other women. That means the the term your vibe attracts your tribe, means yeah. that I am living my full authentic self and that allows other people to do the same.
1: That's really good, yeah, like, cause you didn't, you you were in a group where you didn't need anything from them. You didn't require right. them to to give you something, whether it, whether it was uh, material or financial or spiritual or anything that you were gonna be happy with yourself in that space. And then to be there with other people like that, that's really good. Because you can still say, hey, can you tell me how you would do this? Like, it's fun to, like, yes. create ideas and advice and things like that. But it, it's great to be in a situation where it's not necessarily required.
2: Exactly. And we brought one of the girls, the 30-year-old, I'll say that. She brought a, a list of questions, 170 of them. And some were funny and some were really deep. That's and... Right. To spend a couple hours a night after we got settled in and people washed their faces and they got their pajamas on, we would go around asking these questions. And I'm telling you, it was really impactful. So it made me appreciative. I don't need to spend, you know, I don't want to. Nice. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, blow their heads up any larger than it already is. But I, I was very fortunate to be in that, and uh, it makes it makes future vacations even more exciting because. Now I know I can travel with this group of women with no issues.
1: That's 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 really cool. And then wait a minute. So then, the, so there was no kids,
2: no kids, and no men, them kids. right. Yeah, <laughs> no no menfolk.
1: Uh, no, no kids. <laughs> no menfolk. And then you guys, you did jet ski. You did the zip lining. You had time by the pool. Um, restaurants you go to any, like bars and nightclubs dancing anything like that we did
2: go to dance they, their nightlife wasn't that great there was a lot of young people there because legal drinking age is 18 there so you know 18 year olds out at the clubs we danced and we got to a point where we're like i think it's time to go like no nobody's really here and we're not gonna we walked to a club that we were standing there and even the 30 year olds were like yeah this is making me feel old i gotta go
1: isn't that funny? Like you look around and like, I don't want to be with like um, college people on spring break.
2: No, no, not at all. I'm not their mom. Cause legitimately I could be their moms, which makes it really strange, but yeah. So what did you, now I know you have big event, the wedding coming up. I can't wait. Cause I get to go to New York, but so what did you do this past week besides work and actually do our podcast?
0: Right.
1: So, so I had one of those miracle kind of weeks where so Eliane had her bachelorette party in New York. So her her um, her friends and her sister uh, in New York, they, they had taken her out once before, but they were having an official bachelorette party somewhere upstate New York. So she was gone from Thursday night and she came back Sunday. So it was a quick turnaround. And then my daughter, Leah, was um, celebrating her birthday because, like, yours is on the 22nd, Leah's, yours on the 27th, Leah's on the 22nd. So she and I did a couple of things and then she went to um San Francisco with her cousin and mother so I happened to be at home alone. Damn. And it was glorious. <laughs> <laughs> like I I love having, you know, obviously both of them here, but there's just something about being home alone where, you know, I cuz I'm working on a novel, so I I got to like sit, get my novel, like really dig into it and you know, watch a couple of movies and series that I, you know, that, you know, they're not interested in. I even went to the movies and I hadn't gone to the movies in a little while. And, you know, just sort of lounge around doing my thing. It was great.
2: Damn. What did I miss in the news? Ooh.
1: Um, okay. So political news you missed. Uh, we had the, um, the Nevada primary. Okay. And, um, Joe Biden-Hanley won that for Democrats mm-hmm. and um, for Republicans. It, they had a different kind of primary in Nevada, but Donald Trump won. And Nikki Haley lost, Nikki Haley lost in her home state of South Carolina. So she's sort of <laughs> an embarrassment for Republicans. And then we just had the Michigan one. And look, Joe Biden is the nominee. Like, that's that's not that's up uh, for this week. Yeah, the question is what happens with Donald Trump. And so... The Supreme Court has decided. So he has he still has court cases. So if you go back to when you were gone, he lost his court case in New York for his businesses and he was fined 400 something million dollars. And that's not just an arbitrary number. That's based on how he has stolen money from the state of New York by overvaluing his businesses and getting loans on them and not paying taxes and all this kind of crooked stuff. And he appealed that. But in order to appeal in the state of New York, you have to post bond for something like 200% of the, of the, the fine. So basically like something like $800 million. And you know, he doesn't have that kind of money. So he submitted a special request to the court to allow him to pay a hundred million dollars in order to appeal because he had to admit on paper that he did, even though, even though in court prior to all this, he said, you know, he's a billionaire, he has all this money, and it was liquid, but in his appeal, he said he only he only can have, he only can round up $100 million, uh, which is a tenth, right, or a hundredth of a billion dollars, or something crazy, like whatever that number is, so, and the court was like, nah, these are the, this is a law, like, you can't, like, get this special law made for you, so he has said that he's just going to ask his followers to for that money. So there's that. So that happened. And now the Supreme Court has taken up the case of does he have presidential immunity even when he's no longer president? Now, the Circuit of Appeals, the lower courts in the Circuit of Appeals already emphatically said no, that doesn't exist. That's not part of the Constitution. That's not what the Founding Fathers. Ever envisioned and there's no there's nothing for that. You can't commit a crime just because you were once a president and say that while I was president, yeah, I, I get immunity. And when the and when the circuit of appeals heard that, they wrote they wrote the decision so tight, and they used the words of different justices who are on the Supreme Court right now, right? They mm-hmm. use their own words. So most I, I don't know about most, but many pundits, a significant percentage of pun, uh, legal scholars said that the, the the circuit of appeals was written so tightly to deny that, saying that, no, you don't have eternal immunity for shit that you do, that they didn't even think the Supreme Court would take it up. But the Supreme Court said they would take it up. What? Yes, they, they that just came out. They said that they are going to take that up. And not only so not only does that throw all his other trials in, in delay, because basically they're saying they could they could say that basically he has the right of a king. He could never get prosecuted for anything. And if they say that, all those court cases, not the one in New York, because that's his business, but in Florida, um inciting an insurrection and the ones in Georgia, they could throw all that out.
2: How the fuck can we get to that
1: level? Like how? Unbelievable. And you know what? And so they said they're gonna they're gonna hear arguments on uh, April. I want to say April twenty second or twenty third. Which means his lawyer, Trump lawyers, and government lawyers will go before the Supreme Court and argue the rights of kings. That can this can this man have permanent immunity? Right. And then, which means that they wouldn't. Do, they wouldn't give their decision. If you look at historically, they they issue their decisions in June. So he could still be active through through then. And if they say, no, you can't prosecute him, then everything drops. And he's just another candidate for president.
2: How is So why would the Supreme Court take that on? Why would they say yes?
1: So I started researching that because it seems outrageous. And yes. And um most scholar, most constitutional legal scholars, uh, even though they say it's wrong for them to have done that, what they believe they are doing is they are they are ending the question right now. Like they want to have the final word on it, right? Wow. So that it doesn't come up again. And let me tell you how dangerous this is. If say they rule in December and 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 um June. Wow. June, yeah, June or July that yes. You know or no you cannot prosecute him for crimes he committed while he was in office or after and he has immunity so now I'm President Biden I am I'm actually the president right now so I can go kill the whole Supreme Court I can go yep. kill Trump and I'm saying, well I got I got I got president's immunity nothing happened to me like that's how absurd that's what is. I would do yes yeah, like you can just okay well <laughs> I got full immunity do whatever I want Right? Where's could,
2: that guy that cut me off?
1: <laughs> right, I could just, I could, I could eliminate all the student debt. I could cut off all the funding for Israel. Right. I can, I can kill Donald Trump and you know, any political opponent I can, you know, Damn. I can right? blow up the state of Utah and do whatever I want. Like that's what they're, that's what they're saying. And let me tell you how, how corrupt it is just on a whole nother level. In the documents that that the Justice Department still has, and what they're it's what they're prosecuting and using as evidence against Donald Trump. In those documents, we know that Jenny Thomas, who is the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, yeah. that they have all her data that's been exposed of her working to organize to um, this this uh, the insurrection, and not only that, her talking about hanging people, putting people in Gitmo, and how people have to die during wars like this. She's the wife of the Supreme Court justice who's going to decide if the president who was in charge of all those insurrections has immunity. And his wife was part of that. So in the world of judges and law, he should recuse himself from that. Yes. But he hasn't. It's a oh
2: mess. my God.
1: Yeah. And so and so the other thing that scholars are saying, and even some very conservative scholars, Ugh. even some of them are saying that this decision will, will, if they rule in Trump's favor, they are effectively invalidating the Supreme Court. Like it, it goes back to the Supreme Court saying that 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 black people were not really human. Like we were only three fifths of, of a human being. And 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 those kind of decisions. Like, how can you get to 2024 and then say, well, this person, it doesn't really matter what he does. It just is mind-boggling. So, so if you know, and there's some scholars who are really afraid that they'll do that because it I, I don't know if the Supreme Court is corrupt, but I do know this: that that the justices that are on the Supreme Court that Donald Trump put there, so Kavanaugh. Um, Neil Gorge, I think, and Amy Coney Barrett, that each of them sat and got grilled by Kamala Harris when she was a senator. Yep. And some of the questions she drilled them on, We let's just talk about abortion. She asked each of them, each of them very specifically about abortion, right? And and would they leave that intact? And each of them said, yes, they a law. They would not do anything about that. And once they got on the court, they all... They were the first ones to vote, no, eliminate abortion rights. So they lied in confirmation, right? And so, and each one of them was put in those places by conservative think tanks like the Heritage Foundation and places like that who find not just conservative judges, but conservative judges who are also the most conservative Catholic people. Like- Like Christian
2: nationalism, is that like-
1: yeah, no, just like like you know, you know how Catholicism is a big umbrella. Yes, there are some wings within Catholics, like the Jesuits, the Opus D. All these little groups that are that are just they're just secret societies, yeah. but they're more they're the more extreme, right wing, super conservative Catholics. It's that group? That's what they all are. Like that, they're all that, and they don't believe you know they just believe that women should be at home. They shouldn't work. You shouldn't vote. You should only have babies. You should not be able to have child um, abortions for any reason, for any reason, even your own health. And that's who's on the Supreme Court. So we know they lie because they lied in their confirmation. It's on record. You can look all this up. So now they're on the decision to decide that the man that put them on there, did he break the law or not? That is, it's, it's- How
2: do we get here, sir? How do we- Uh, and you know a mess yeah it's a mess we are looked at definitely as as the every other country is eating popcorn watching what happens like we're like a movie
1: it's that bad so so the other news you you met was and this was the warning Hillary Clinton gave this warning back in 2015 she said the Supreme Court is underlying and Donald Trump could appoint as many as Four justices on the Supreme Court. He ended up appointing three, and she said Roe v. Wade is on the line. They're going to come out their um, IVS in fertilization, um, IVF, and they're going to come against uh, Oberfell. So, so the Alabama Alabama Supreme Court outlawed in vitro fertilization.
0: Out-
1: outlawed it. Now, think about that. Like there were there were some people. That, there were some people in Alabama, um, in their in their in their state government, women who vote and men who voted against it, who said outlaw it, and they did it themselves already. What? Yes, they have outlawed it, and even and so now, so they oh what it God. was oh women God. in Alabama, and, and I mean, let's be clear here: eighty percent of white people in Alabama vote for Republicans, but also, you know. In vitro is very expensive. Very. Yeah. And you know who's getting in vitro? White women. Like, like what are they, and so even that group is like, what are you doing? You can't outlaw this. But when that law passed, those in vitro clinics had to toss out all the um all embryos? the embryos? Embryos. They tossed Ex- them out. because they said embryos, first they said embryos are babies, are humans. And then, and then they said in vitro is illegal. Why? It just it it, it 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 shocked people. It shocked even Republicans outside of Alabama, and so Republicans outside of Alabama and in the Senate and then and the House of representatives start saying, "We're going to try to pass something because we don't agree with that." But it's too late. Like it's already law there, and I think I don't think it. I think it might be Missouri or Tennessee, one of those states. Is now looking at banning, outlawing. This is what Oberfeld made. It was, it was the, the it was the decision in the '60s, I think, maybe in late '50s, early '60s, that made interracial marriage, or um, interracial marriage legal. They're looking at outlawing interracial interracial marriage. Like this is what this is what they're doing. Like it's it's ins- it's ins- It really is insanity. Is and it's you know what. There are people who say it's like a cult, it is like a cult because yeah. it's going along with the most crazy things, and and they're actively, it's what they used to say back in the 80s that there's a war on women, and that's what the Republican Party is doing. They just they're waging a war on women. And man, if you get rid of IVF, I looked up the stats. There's like a few hundred thousand IVF clinics clinics and pregnancies every year. And, or, and like millions of embryos and, and it's a big, it's a big operation, uh, money-making operation, but it is something for people who, for whatever reason, are not able to conceive in one way, you can conceive that way. And it's not. I, but wait so, a minute, how,
2: doesn't that go against like wanting to have more children so that, you know, you could have workers and of course, you know, the white race grows why would they? What makes it? Why do they deem that illegal? If they're trying to, if if it's set out to accomplish what they're looking for?
1: I think that it's that's it's such a good question and such a hard answer. I I think it goes back to, um, we talked about this long ago. You know, and you just mentioned it—the replacement theory that that white nationalists believe that because of. Um, the country's uh, diversity. So the minority population outnumbers the white population. But you have to combine all minorities, right? It's not just like there's only 40 million black people in America and there's 200 million white people, right? So it's not us. There's 60 million Latino Hispanic people, right? So that's the largest minority group. But when you, you combine everybody, the white nationalism, white nationalists believe that they are being replaced by colored folk, essentially. And so one way to stop that or to reverse that trend, and that trend has been happening since the, the 40s or something like that. And it, I think like we probably we hit the mark, like probably like in the next couple of years or something, where as a whole, white people become a minority in the country. So, so one way to a couple ways to stop that is one is you stop all immigration. That's why they're always harping about the border. That's all that is, right? And then the second way is you outlaw abortions and you force women, specifically white women, to carry babies to term. That that's what that is. So you you try to repopulate um or grow, not repopulate, but grow the white race. And It's such a twisted, I don't even know. I don't even know how, I don't even know the words for that. Like it's so twisted and awful, Um, but that's what they believe. And so all these laws and rules and these trade, these trad wives that talk about stay at home moms and have a bunch of kids. That's all that, all that is based on why people have more babies so that they remain the majority group in this country. That's all it is. And so every time you see laws about abortion being illegal or uh, the border stuff that it's just that's all it's based on
2: so basically i guess if i would and you know hearing i think i saw it come across my news feed i'm like i'm just gonna ignore it but i would think because ivf stores embryos and those embryos don't always make it in the process so making it illegal it's almost like they're killing what they deem an embryo as children. Yes. If it doesn't take that, they're killing a child. Yes. Or if a fertility clinic, um, the embryos die in the fertility clinic, that's like a wrongful death thing.
1: It's murder. Yes. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, like to me, I, it's so incomprehensible that it the is. thought that saying, because a woman's trying to get pregnant and the risk along with that is the embryo doesn't take. So the embryo dies. Yes. They're saying, You're putting the embryo at risk to try to get a woman pregnant. So we're going to make IVF illegal.
1: Make that illegal. That's right.
2: (laughs) Oh my! We're in a dystopia, and and I don't even know if dystopia is the good word.
1: No, that is the right word for it. And (laughs) and it's hard to talk about it, not because it's a difficult topic, even though it is a difficult topic, it's because it's so batshit crazy. Right? It's like trying to talk to a flat Earth person. Yes. Uh, Talking about we're in a globe. You know, there's a there's a wall of ice at the at the Arctic it's just crazy stuff you're like I can't have this conversation because you're crazy it's like that like how are you saying you know you can't do IVF you can't do this and and you outlaw it and not only do you outlaw it you then start saying if any doctor and I think I think Alabama passed this any doctor um that who assists with an abortion can be charged with I forget the charge, it was like eight a- aiding and betting a murder or something crazy like that. And you're like, what? It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. And so, and so, but there is pushback to that because in every um there's a reason why in, in the last couple of years, in different state elections around the country, and in a couple national ones, or um for, for the House of Representatives, Democrats have won and flipped seats that were Republican because. Because even Republican women have come out against that. Because statistically, we all we noticed that's You know, we've been doing abortions in this country, you know, since the early seventies. We notice stats that that white women have abortions at the same rate as everybody else. Christian yeah. women have the abortions at the same rate as everybody else. Right? It's all the same because, it, it, and like, um, I think it was I can't remember who said. I think it was Shirley Chisholm who may have said it back in the eighties, seventies, or eighties. And she said, "In the history, I'm a par- 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 paraphraser. In the history of the world, women have always had abortions. Like this ain't nothing new. The question we ask, we're dealing with now, are we going to allow women to have safe abortions or unsafe abortions? That's that's the only question, because they're going to have abortions. Like, it, you can't stop what has happened throughout all human history.
2: No, they'll still have
1: them. Yes, it's just not. Mad- and and well- it's just
2: like." And wealthy people have it, and you know it's just like speeding. I mean, I'm not comparing yes. abortions to that, but the we find ways around getting through some some shit, whether it's illegal or whether it's not. We've people smuggle drugs; they get it through other countries, they get it to their friends across the globe. Like like we we figure out a way to get something done when we want it badly, and That's abortions awesome. are going to be one of them. But the problem with abortions, not the problem. The risk is a higher people die because they're not getting the right care to do the abortion.
1: Yes, yes. Yes, that 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 girls and women die because they're not getting treatment that is, um, that is available and that is safe and that is um, preferred. Like you should have ba- uh, well mother care leading up to the birth of your child, if that's what you're going to take it to term. And if you decide... Uh, for whatever reason, because it doesn't always have to be um, rape or incest. Like, like yeah. that's used because those are inflammatory, and but they're true, and they are reasons for girls, and women to get abortions. But you know what? Most abortions are a woman becomes or, a a girl or woman becomes pregnant and does not want to be pregnant.
2: Yeah, doesn't want
1: it. Yeah, and, and you have a, a amount of time where you're carrying, you know. um, you're carrying tissue, and you can abort it, and that has been true, you know, for history, and that shouldn't be disallowed. Because look, you have these men making this stuff, right? and there's some women too, right? but mostly, let's Most be honest, men. mostly is men, and all these men with all this fake hair, <laughs> they they all, you know, not all, but all of them got these um, these these Viagra and Viagra derivative, all these different brands of viagra right That all that and if, if they can't get a boner and have sex they're okay with getting medical getting using science the pill to yeah. help them, to help them out
0: but you no, try,
1: yeah you try to, you know they outlawed you know plan b and these things and in, in and in a bunch of these states where women can't get anything like it, it just it, it make it and you know what when when Kamala Harris was drilling Brett Kavanaugh when he was trying to get confirmed and she was specifically talking about abortion she asked this is the question and every man should be asked this question she said or every elected person she said uh, can you tell me any law in any state or federal law that specifically gives the government control over a man's body. Mm-hmm. And he hemmed and hawed, she said, and she just kept that and kept that. And he finally had to say, no, there's none. None. That's her. you know it's just, it's just BS. It's absolute BS.
0: Ah. Yeah,
1: yeah. so that's how right went out. So, So you'll see, as you start seeing all these political ads and things, there will be a lot of ads about abortion rights and women's rights and control of women's bodies and things like that, because it affects the majority of our population are women. So those laws are laws specifically targeting women, and we gotta vote that crap out.
2: Ooh, I mean, hopefully, we we can only hope that women see that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean
1: that. I mean, I, we can I, only hope. You know I, I really, you know, I really hope so. Cause, you know, i i I wrote I wrote a blog this earlier this week, and I talked about how with my own mother was 20 she had three kids right and the, there were three boys i was a third of three boys and she was kicked out of her house she was kicked out of her high school and there were no abortions were illegal right she had no there was nothing she could do she had to take those babies to turn and she was called a whore and a slut and she couldn't get a job you know just the worst right and i know uh, a young lady i um, who when she was, I want to say she was 17 and she was pregnant and she was 16 or 17. Anyway, she was pregnant. She didn't have health care. And this was in the, this was in the late eighties, early nineties. And she, one day, her family comes home from, from work and school and everything. And she's sitting in their apartment with the newborn baby. And, And they're like, what happened? She said, well, I, I was feeling that um, the baby was coming. So I took the bus to the hospital. The hospital, you know, I, I and my water comes out in the hospital and I had the baby right then and there. And they wrapped up the baby and they told me I didn't have healthcare. I had to leave. So I just took the bus home. Cool. But, yeah. And, I, and so I told that story and then I know another story of a person I know as a 20-year-old or so, um, they paid for their girlfriend to have an abortion, right? They they got pregnant, she didn't want to have the baby, she was in college, and she was like, I'm not ready. And so they prayed, they paid for the they, he paid for the abortion. Now jump forward 30-something years. I know that person um is adamantly opposed and loudly so against. Premarital sex and abortions. Oh my God. Yeah. How is that possible? (laughs) Sir, it's just like what? Look, you know, you look, them politicians that be and most of them are conservative. They'll be talking about, you know, no abortion, no abortion. You know their their girlfriends, mistresses, and wives have had abortions. God
2: damn. How do
1: it's crazy? wow
2: adamantly had an abortion 30 years later is anti or is anti-abortion
1: anti big time anti you know just be all out and i'll be like you know what i i, I see it sometimes I'm just like hmm, this is really interesting like <laughs> and and look i don't know I, I don't have it at my at my fingertips, like the number of abortions performed in america you know every year or something but it's it's a big number and it crosses racial, wealth, um, city, rural, everything. It doesn't matter. It's just, it, it is a safe, effective um, procedure. It should be a safe, effective procedure. And most of the time it is, as long as women and girls have access to it. That's all it is. So Damn. hopefully, yeah, we get through that. So some other news you missed last week was, I don't know if you've been following this whole P. Diddy thing.
2: No, because we talked about it a while ago, and then it went into court. Maybe, but we have so give me what's the tea on that?
1: Okay, so he has been credibly accused by multiple people now of being basically a a, a groomer and a trafficker.
2: Wow!
1: <laughs> right, like that guy, and I I don't know all the the names of the people, but they're 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 fairly common names in the music world. Okay and and so there's a couple of lawsuits and there's a more recent one where and you can it's floating around on tiktok and twitter and the documents are out there with pictures um that this person show um asked that as proof that you know he was at these parties with um what's his his name is sean combs sean puffy
2: diddy yeah
1: and talking about how you know at Young ages, fourteen, growing them, and taking them places, and and there's a lot of credible stuff, and you just go, holy moly! Like I don't know if he's going to prison, I, like I don't know if it's that kind of lawsuit. I, I think it might be civil lawsuits for what, but yeah, that stuff looks really, really bad. And and, and then once you start finding, you start looking at those TikTok videos and Twitter threads from these people in the industry saying, just like the, just like you do with all these people that. These men that get exposed. They go, Oh, yeah, this person's been talking about this for years. This person is just like it's a lot out there.
2: So is he gonna go? Do you think he'll go to jail or no? Like, like uh, what's his name that went to that? Um, who's the other gentleman that it's, just who was it that recently went to jail um, for trial? Yeah, R. Kelly. So he's in jail, right? R. Kelly's in jail.
1: Yeah, he's done, he's in prison. and So I I think the lawsuits against Puffy right now are civil.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: I don't think there's uh, criminal. However, as I learned from Dayline, you can do some civil stuff (laughs) and when you win and then, because you have a higher standard in criminal court, lower standard in civil court, but those prosecutors get that stuff and go, well, you know, they proved some stuff. So now we're going to file criminal charges. So yeah, he, that guy is under the gun, and you know what? Look, I look. I am all for sex abusers losing all their money and going to prison.
2: Yeah, me too.
1: I, like I, I don't care. I don't care who you are, what you do. I
2: am feel sorry for you.
1: <laughs> and then the other, the other, the other news is speaking of music is. Have you heard that Beyonce um, country song?
2: Texas Hold'em.
1: Yeah, look cute little, cute little. Love song. it. Yeah, and so that song. So Beyonce Beyonce announced that song at the while at the Super Bowl. Okay, yep. She's a Beyonce, right? So, and then it was you know it was in the initial wave of excitement because you know her fans just love her stuff. And last week, Billboard announced that for the first time ever, I think they said black woman, but it may have just been woman. She, that song, her song was number one on seven different billboard
0: charts.
1: (laughs) Like what? So uh, country, obviously, but also like, like R&B, pop, you know, hip hop, Latin. It's just like, it was number one. It was on seven different charts. Number one, they said that's never happened before. And I was like, wow. So, you know, props up to um, Beyonce.
2: And she's going to, well, you know what? She's like, I'm going to get my Grammy somehow. And if it's the country way, I'm going to get it down.
1: <laughs> You know what I like about Beyonce? Like I have I've always been a big Beyonce fan. I'm not a big music fan. So I didn't dislike Beyonce. It's just, you know, she's much younger than me. I like her music when I hear it, but I, I don't do anything with that. Just like, Oh, I like this. And so um, I looked up that particular album or the, not the album, but the song and everything. And I was reading something. I don't know if it was from her or some, it was from a journalist. And one thing I like about Beyonce is that Beyonce will find people, artists, and she'll put them on her albums. And so for this country song, these couple of songs that she released, the album's not out yet, but the songs have been released. She found black country stars who just were just not very known. Now a couple were like, I think this one lady's last name is Getz. She plays the banjo, and she won a she won a Grammy for a banjo playing. And so she found because she found black people who play and sing country music, and she put them on her album. And so on her song. so people were saying, or there are the the music industry people were saying, you know, just getting their name on her album or songs as writers, musicians, all those people blew up. Like they all blew up, and I like that. Like I like if you you could be so big, but it's really nice that you find people and say, "Look, you do this. Would you do this for my album?" And they agree to do it. And I saw this one guy. So the lady plays a banjo. She's a Grammy Award winning banjo player. This, this black lady. It was like, and she's really good. And that little you hear it on that song. And this other guy, he he did a little TikTok from. He was on the airplane. He he plays um, like Zydeco. He plays like Zydeco, like steel drums or something. And he said one day, he was just sitting around, he gets a call from, you know, Beyonce's team. They were like, hey, Beyonce likes your Zydeco playing. Can you come play on her album, Be in LA? Like Tuesday or something crazy like that. (laughs) I said, it was like four in the morning, he got up. (laughs) Say less. (laughs) Get me on there, like blow me up, right? So, yeah, so that little part right there, I I really like it. I really like that. And because, um, you know, that whole all all tie, ties right, lifts all boats or something like that. And I thought, you know what? That, that's pretty cool. So, And I'm hoping, other people are hoping, because Dolly Parton put out a little statement. She's like, hey, I really like this song. And people are like, uh-oh, can you get Dolly Parton and Beyonce on one song?
2: <laughs> oh, God, that would be epic.
1: Right? Because it's Dolly. Like, who doesn't love Dolly Parton? So
2: I don't know anybody that does. And she just did an interview... Recently, as we know, we'll we'll talk about our TV shows, but I listen to Howard Stern, love Howard Stern. There's a lot of similarities between you and him that I just thoroughly enjoy. Um, But she was on doing an interview with him, and it was so good. So if you can find it, Howard Stern, it was probably in November, maybe October. But the interview was just really good. She's just uh, an amazing human being, just genuinely genuine. So... You can't.
1: I've you can't never, dislike her. I've never met. I'm. Ne- I'm never. Nothing. No one speaks bad about Dolly Parton. Nobody. Matter of fact, people will fight you. You say something bad about Dolly. Exactly.
2: Parton. They will. They're like the swarms for Beyonce. Like, but yeah. it, it goes all. It's just crazy. So good interview. I, you know, I, I highly recommend if you can find it, like on YouTube. Um, I would watch it. So. Are you watching now? I wasn't here for a week, so it was a second job for me to come home and sort of catch up on some of my shows. <laughs> it's hard, it's hard.
1: <laughs> it's hard to get behind. You. It's hard to get behind. You. Um, so I am. I'm not done with um, Mr. And Mrs. Smith on Prime.
2: You like that?
1: It's very good. It is. Okay. Is very good, Danny Glover, and I can't think of this. I never forget, remember her name, Maya's her name or something like that. But she's really good. They're they're a good couple on there. Um, and I finished for all mankind for all mankind on Apple, on Apple TV. God, it's so good. So it's just
2: which one is that one?
1: So it's the one that reimagines the space race from the fifties and sixties with the Soviet Union, and it takes oh. us all the way to the two thousands. So you go from trying to get to the moon to moon bases on the moon to trying to go to Mars to bases on, and you just and it's all this revisionist history, different presidents and all this kind of stuff. Wow. And it's just, it's just really good. It's it's like a soap opera. And you go from trying to get to the moon all the way through a full space program. And it's it's just really good. It's just Is script- it a
2: is it a documentary or is it a scripted show?
1: It's scripted. Yeah, it's okay. scripted. You'll recognize a lot of the actors and stuff. It's just...
2: Okay.
1: So I just finished that. That's very good. And then um, I just started a new show on... It's on ABC, but I'm watching it on Hulu. It's called Shogun. And it's just set back in like the, I don't know, the 1700s. And it's just these different... Then these Shoguns are like governors, right? So they controlled big areas of land and people they were just in they were just in charge it's sort of like all those old kings in in europe they just have their own little phythems they're like that and they're just they were just warring like everybody wanted more territory and stuff so this show is on uh, abc and hulu it's really good so i'm watching that and then are you caught up on love is blind season six
2: i've never watched love is blind at all
1: blocked like what? how did I miss that make <laughs> up?
2: I've never watched a single episode, but I will say the whole uh Megan Fox look alike. That girl, if you like cover like put over your hand over her mouth and the eyes and the nose, she does look similar to Megan Fox.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you know what? And people are making a big deal out of it, but you know, most people have a celebrity lookalike, even though you yeah. don't look exactly like them. Like that's not the idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. They, so they, that's
2: good you're like is it over is it good well the netflix gives you all the episodes
1: yeah there, i think there's like three episodes to go and they come out next wednesday so the the premise is you meet people in these pods they call them but you can't see what they look like and it's for like how
2: long are you in these so pods?
1: It, it's speed it's speed dating but you're in the pods for about a week that's it Right. And there's and there's probably 25 men and 25 women and you get to you, the men are in one big house, the women in another big house. And multiple times throughout the day, you go into the pod and a different man comes in. So you get to know them based on just their voice. Wow. And then in order to get out of the pods or continue on the show, you you have to get proposed to oh what the, on, the only way you can see someone is you decide you want to propose to that person
2: what? okay
1: yes propose and so and then there's the big after you propose then they set up the meeting on the stage and they come from opposite sides and they're all dressed up and everything and the guy has the ring because it's all very heteronormal so I'll just, it's, there's no same sex or anything like that it's just like male, female, right? And then they run and meet in the middle. They kiss and everything. It's the first time they see each other. And then the guy proposes. Like that's, and then, so, so out of all those people there, there's usually only about five or six that actually reach the proposal stage. Okay, right?
2: okay.
1: Yeah, and then from there, they send, because they're, they're, they're just planted in some city somewhere. And then they send them to like an apartment for a week or so to see if they can live together. And then after a week, then they get to meet each other's families. Oh my God. Yeah. And then after that, because they're they live together for I think three weeks, something like that. And then, you know, the brides go pick out dresses and the, the guys pick out suits. And then they actually have a wedding ceremony and they're all dressed, and family and friends are there. And then the guy Ask her, this is like the the finale show is always the guy asks will you marry me? And the girl could just say no and it's over.
2: (laughs) After all that time. Oh my god. God.
1: But the drama is because it's trashy reality TV, the drama is, the layers of drama is you see each other, you hate what they look like. That's it. And so the one you said Megan Fox, like you're not supposed to describe yourself to the other person. Got it. Right, And so then you see each other. So that's why he was saying, well, she lied. She doesn't look like Megan Fox. Well, she shouldn't have said. She put that in his head. So, But then what happens is, so you see each other, you got to sort of get get past that. But also, now you go live with each other. And when you're in those pods, most of those people would like two or three people. Oh. And they would just decide on one, or maybe they decided on one, and that one turned them down. And so- Yes. So there's always, now you're at the house of this person that you picked, but maybe you like the other one, but you still have never seen her. So then what Netflix does is, because it trash reality TV, they threw a big old mixer and bring those other people from the pods there. So oh. you, you can see what the person you didn't choose or the person that turned you down, you see what they look like.
2: Oh my God. Why am I not watching this?
1: It's a mess. It is messy, <laughs> messy, messy. And you know, there's like cheating and backstabbing, and it's all that's all that regular reality stuff. And some of the like some of the couples that lead the pod be a couple, they did a proposal, living together. Sometimes they break up even before they even get to the marriage thing. Wow! Yeah, wow! Okay. All the regular stuff. So it is. It's really easy to watch. It's really easy trash TV.
2: And there's how many seasons? Because uh, I wouldn't go back.
1: Yeah, there's six seasons, and, and um, Nick and Vanessa Lachey are the hosts, but you don't really see them much until the reunion. And it, they're only 10-episode seasons, and um, they're all about 45 minutes to an hour. And, yeah, you don't have to go all the way back. If you just go, like, one season back, and it goes really fast. And every, It doesn't even matter how much they pretend to be in love while they're in the pods. It all ends up being a disaster.
2: <laughs> wow so and didn't nick lachey and his wife do the ultimatum show too like uh-huh. okay that's okay so maybe i'll i watched a couple episodes of that and then i just went to uh the google to see if anybody made it
1: uh, yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it, it's so good because every see i think from the from the six seasons there might be two couples who are married like legit married, they're still together.
2: Kind of like the Bachelor and Bachelorette.
1: Yeah, and every season after the season, now there's lawsuits. Right? <laughs> every, I hate that. It, it's so wonderful. Like there's ongoing lawsuits right now.
2: <laughs> and They oh like, don't God.
1: even care. They they just do it. <laughs> and then with the with the advent of TikTok, you know they end up on the show, and it's it's just reality TV. So like someone to come in and go, wait a minute, this guy is my boyfriend. Like he ghosted, he ghosted me two weeks before, but I didn't even know he was on this show. <laughs> that's insane, yeah. Or, or you know, this guy's or this guy or girl's pretending they're in love, but they were dating before the show. It's all this stuff like this. It's just, oh awesome.
2: my god, that's insane. I mean, and to be honest, that's the only shows I caught up on were my reality shows. So, The Traitor, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and The Reunion um seem be- I, yeah did you see that reunion yet the real housewives reunion
1: was it the beverly hills one
2: yeah yeah yeah
1: well yeah. have a record is it, it but it's good though i guess it's
2: good and i want to talk about an interaction between garcelle and anna marie and um dorit the racial the racial micro
1: Ooh. yeah Oh, Just I saw that Dorit name trending on Twitter one day. That that's probably what it was, huh? Yeah,
2: Dorit saying stuff like "you attacked me,"
1: oh, and God.
2: and and Garcelle's like, "you were literally attacked by somebody by gunpoint in your house," and you telling me that I attacked you as a yeah. black woman. Like, so I, I, I love to get your microaggression comment uh, that I see, and then the there's a dis, there's a conversation between Anna Marie, who's the other black woman on the show and Garcelle. It was really interesting, so I, I can't wait to hear your perspective. And then I oh. watched the season finale of True Detective, the one with Jodie Foster.
1: I saw it. It was so good.
2: It was so good. It finished really, like, it finished really well. But I don't know, I don't want to ruin anything, so maybe we'll have an offline conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I just
1: yeah. It. I enjoyed it. I finished okay. it.
2: Yeah, I liked it. I like Jodie Foster in there. Like I said, that was her first TV series I think she's ever done, so um, mm-hmm. she's usually directing, producing, and then she's acting in movies. So I have to catch up and watch the Real Housewives of Miami reunion. And tomorrow I've got to watch another episode. Uh, this last week's of Traitors. I'm telling you. Pedra, man. Pedro. I, can't
1: I can't wait. I'm gonna I, yeah, I think I'm gonna we're gonna watch it tonight. And um, she's like I, I didn't watch the Housewives show that she was on. Atlanta, yeah. Man, that lady is. That lady knows her stuff. Like, I would not mess with her
2: at all. I wouldn't even mess with her. And I like to mess with everybody because I, she's a lawyer and she is using that skill set. Yes. As the trader. I'm telling you, it's really good.
1: She is really good. So yeah, I, I'm at the episode where let me see. Um, one I think Parvati was.
2: Oh, you're that far behind.
1: Yeah, I, I I might be two, but I think I might be one, because um the guy one of the traders got exposed. The guy,
2: yes, Dan.
1: Okay, I think I think I'm the episode after that.
2: Okay, so you're kind of behind. So last week's episode was season was episode nine. They ended it on a cliffhanger, which is tonight's episode of who gets, you know, who they all voted that thinks that's the traitor. So
0: um,
2: yes, yeah, so that's season episode 10 is tonight. So I'll watch it tomorrow. So yeah, lots of lots of good stuff, man. We had a lot of things to catch up on. And I know I want to do some wedding talk next week. I want I to talk have, about Mitch McConnell finally retiring. <laughs> as
1: Mitch has a glitch. Mitch is stepping down.
2: <laughs> 82 years old. Peace out, motherfucker. I mean, you probably had 13 strokes in that one incident. <laughs> it's time for you to go.
0: His
1: hands, his hands, for whatever treatment he's getting, his hands are blacker than mine. Like, I don't know <laughs> what kind of treatment he's getting. But good goodness. You know, what? you know what, Jen? I, I am like, sir, rest. Like, Sir, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> i like you got a yacht? Go sit on your yacht in Kentucky. Uh, I guess there's water in Kentucky somewhere. Just relax, man.
2: Take it in. You're 82. You don't. You have limited time. This is literally limited time.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yes. So
2: um, always a. So we'll do some wedding talk because we're coming up on it. March yes. 1st is tomorrow. Happy leap year. So anything that you post today, remember, it won't come on your timeline for another four years. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I would just say since today is like one extra day of Black History Month. Just take today to be extra.
2: <laughs> just extra. Sprinkle, sprinkle.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: All right, MoFo.
0: Have a great evening.
2: Yep. See you next week. Bye.
0: Love this podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Visit the episode description to find out how you can connect with the hosts on social media. Voice Memos is a production of Dear Dean Publishing. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without consent.